adamantine, Zenzone spine, Wolverine with the claws and the wings. No need to buy things. You got the Zen mode. Zen God street togs, street vlogs, street blogs. He came to the house, so uh, some uh, some thoughts. First and foremost, you'll get the unique little ultra light down. This is the one. All right, so um, the other day just did a what, 665 pound squat rack hold concept. What is that? Six plates, six six forty five pound plates, a thirty five pound plate, a five, and a clip. You know it's gangsta when you max in out the the barbell where you pawn the little five on the end, you pawn the clip, and the clip only goes in halfway. That's gangsta, right? Um, the basic idea is just kind of get under it, kind of full extension with your thighs, just pull it off a little bit off the rack and just hold it for a few seconds and put it back. And the big benefits of this is. Uh, Increased testosterone, mood, zen zone, hype lifting, demigod thighs, etc. And just uh, just going Hercules. Um, basically, the, the you know last night went all you could eat Korean barbecue with Cindy. Got some beef liver, beef heart, beef intestines, um, picanha top top sirloin, uh, pork jowl, the pork cheek, the what, stuff like that. Ate a gang of meat, <clears throat> slept super good, woke up this morning, had a bunch of uh, Death Wish coffee as an espresso. It's, Cindy just got this refurbished $100 espresso machine. It's like D Long High or something. It's like such a, works really good as espresso machine, only 100 bucks. <laughs> just like a cheap ass Capresso grinder. And then actually uh, got some Dark Horse coffee at the local place, at a bag of beans. Their new uh, Ethiopia. Blueberry, oh my god, it's like one of the best coffees I've ever had. Pretty incredible. But anyways, so <clears throat> all we need is meat, beef, liver organ meats, got weights, got the hype, got the internet, and we pretty much got it. So, um, so funny, it's like, talk about building a thicker skin and stuff. Nobody ever talks about building a stronger spine. Um, in the context, like metaphorically speaking, it's good to have a strong spine versus people who have a weak spine, right? <laughs> and it's funny because uh, the biggest concern with weightlifting, powerlifting, hype lifting, whatever, right? There's always this big concern that uh, somehow you'll quote, quote, injure your spine, right? But I've done some insane weights, right? Six plates, over six plates with rack pull and what? Squat hold something, right? And this is by far the strongest my spine has ever been. And yes, it's, 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 it's interesting because like after doing extremely heavy weight like that, I can feel my legs, my hips, um, my back and my spine, but it's not like a bad pain. It's just more of like a my body's like, whoa, we just went through something crazy, Eric. What just happened? <laughs> and then it actually ends up being a very beneficial, positive thing. 
that you get stronger. And so even I had a thought that the squat is, it's kind of more of a weight bearing exercise, a spine strengthening exercise than anything. That's why anyone who does what, knee reps, weightlifting belt, what to stabilize their core or to protect their back. I'm like, y'all is a bunch of sissies because um, the, the, the purpose of weightlifting and powerlifting should to become stronger, not necessarily to lift a heavier weight, is to become stronger. Similarly speaking, uh, this is where the the wrist wraps or the bar wraps um, makes kind of no sense where people like, they do it in order to lift heavier weights, but by using the wrist wraps or weightlifting or powerlifting, you prevent yourself from actually building up your grip strength. And it is my theory that grip strength is strength. So by using wrist wraps, you don't actually give your body and your wrists, your forearms, the opportunity to train your grip. So people are like, oh yeah, but it's just a tool. I'm like, no, it isn't. It's just a, it's a crutch. It's a crutch. Don't use the crutches, bro. Um, same thing with the, so don't do, don't do just mix grip and chalk seems to be um, sufficient. Even there's like a, when I was watching like thousand, random, randomly thousand pound uh, deadlift videos, um, I watched the big boy video of him doing like a thousand, over a thousand pounds with trap bar, which kind of got me into trap bars. Shout out to big boy. Um, but, uh, can't trust him too much. It's just for sure on the juice. Right. Um, and then I saw he has like another random dude is like, like some dude just deadlifted 800 pounds, what, four times the body weight. So I guess it's 200 pounds just using a mixed grip deadlift. I'm like, yo, that's gangsta. I don't know if his, if his all natty is on the juice, but it doesn't matter. <clears throat> There's really no, there's really no need to use a, a weightlifting belt. It's like using weightlifting belt. It's like, it's it's funny because it's not really cheating. It's just um, you don't really give your back or your spine or your your core or whatever your abs opportunity to strengthen itself by using a belt. You might actually be weakening your back and your spine and stuff because once again, you transfer the weight and the pressure from your your back or your spine to other parts of your body. Um, honestly, I think the only reason why people wear the weightlifting belts is either A, out of fear, B, it's just kind of an aesthetic thing. C, everyone is a meme. Everyone does it, so I think I should do it. D, it kind of becomes like a ritual thing. It's like, I'm about to try my heaviest lift and therefore I must put on my belt kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I think unnecessary. And I'm just like, I think I'm like, why have I never seen nobody at the gym deadlift over four plates or five plates without a belt or straps? I only know one guy. He said he could deadlift 550 pounds. He doesn't use a belt. He's like, I'm just too broke to afford one. I'm like, yo, that's gangsta. Um, <clears throat> which is a nice thought. But anyways, uh, and actually, this is funny. This is also an interesting thing is that the reason uh, I would not trust a weightlifter or a bodybuilder or powerlifter at the gym who either sniffs the ammonia salts who either uses knee wraps uses a belt uses wrist wraps whatever um because if you getting all this quote quote equipment in order to lift more and stuff like that who knows maybe they're dipping into the gummy bears to get the extra boost who knows right <clears throat> um but anyways uh 
Yeah, it's still so it's still so crazy. Cause yesterday I was I was actually really exhausted and tired, but I decided to go to the gym anyways. And so the hard thing with that fitness is, um, people is tired and exhausted, so they don't go to the gym to to uh, lift weights and stuff like that. But ironically enough, sometimes it is when you're tired and you need a boost that that's actually the best time to go to the gym, ironically enough, because once you get there, you know, just down some coffee, go to the gym, lift some weights, talk to the peoples in the attempt to lift the heavy weights. That actually does get your Zen, your uh, testosterone, your, your focus up. And consequently, the, the next night just <coughs> or the <coughs> same night, eat a bunch of meat, go to sleep, don't eat chicken breast, no white meat. White meat is it's not meat. If, if you eat chicken breast, that's like, that's like worse than eating garbanzo beans. Like, I wouldn't wish eating dry turkey breast or chicken breast even onto my worst enemy. Um, <clears throat> I think the only reason people eat chicken breast is because maybe like a decade or two ago, there was this whole war on like saturated fat. So, you know, they said protein is good, fat is bad. So in order to you know gain muscle i guess or not get a heart attack is stop eating saturated fat and thus the rush towards chicken breast but alas um the secret formula is it's actually not fat or protein which actually builds muscle and gets our test up is um, it's actually cholesterol cholesterol is a natural steroid um and I was, I was kind of curious, I'm like, what kind of food has the highest concentration of cholesterol? And actually it's um, beef liver, it's uh, beef heart, intestines, it's actually uh, organ meats. I'm like, that's interesting. It's like, that's like the natural steroid. And then, you know, might be a little bit confirmation bias, but Googled liver, beef liver, bodybuilding. <laughs> and then apparently it goes all the way back to like the seventies where dudes used to eat liver in mass and then started making um, beef liver, uh, supplements any sort of supplement is pretty much a scam because um i think people are kind of missing the point like uh, even people's like you know you gotta eat the omega-6s for inflammation inflammation right but there's actually been a lot of studies that show that like inflammation is people think that all inflammation is bad but actually some sort of inflammation could actually be a healing property so it's not really an um as a thing uh inflammation thing also the omega-6s and uh you know fishes or whatever it's it's funny because once again it's a correlation not causation thing it's like we have found that populations who eat a diet higher in fish and vegetables blah blah tend to live longer and healthier blah blah but i'm like yeah but they also live in the mediterranean where people live a life full of leisure they're not stressed they hang out with their friends they you know greeks hang out talk with their buddies all day long you know vibrant social life so it actually might be that part of the lifestyle not the food which makes them live so long that's why when people's like oh mediterranean diet south of france you drink wine i think it's a it might not be a food it might be more of the lifestyle thing where you know the french for example um shout out to my friends uh Yves vernon uh pierre etc um uh olivier etc so it's a I was like, I still remember going to my uh, friend uh, Pierre Bellison's uh, house, three, four hour leisurely dinner. Yeah, the French, the French know how to do it right. Whereas the Americans like, 
you know, efficient 45 minute dinner, quickly get dessert, then quickly get out of there, right? And then it's like, you gotta catch up in your... Man, Americans are like, Americans are so funny because Americans are the almost like the ultimate slave productive people, the greatest consumers. Also, that's why South Koreans make such great consumers because they work like crazy and they have a uh, high purchasing power and they spend all their money on uh, stuff in order to um, ease their pain. But anyways, um, yeah, I think in, um, in life, the greatest reward is actually what you're willing to risk. And the risk is the reward, which means you don't risk something in order for a greater reward. So for example, in investment theory, <clears throat> they always talk about, oh, you know, if you have a big, you know, economic risk, you have a greater chance of a greater economic uh, outcome. And my thought is actually the entrepreneurship, all these things, actually the the risk itself is the reward, which means I think true entrepreneurs and even uh, speculators, we have a greater joy in having some sort of gut feeling about something and then betting big on it and almost becoming more independent of the outcome. So for example, um, like even like uh, crypto and Bitcoin, like I was, I was actually really interested ever since I was living in Vietnam, like 2017. And I remember someone was like, when this is, this is when I used to go on like zero hedge. I don't go there anymore. But it was like, if Bitcoin goes over a hundred dollars a coin, I'm going to cut off my balls on live TV or something. Right. And everyone's like, this guy's crazy. Right. <laughs> and I was, they went up and went down. And I'm like, I'm not going to miss this again. So I got, got in. Um, so joined the, joined the 10 plus uh, Bitcoin club. Once you're in, you're in. Um, also the same as the plaid club, get the plaid, get the plaid, um, Lamborghinis for l l l l losers. The other day, actually, I saw the Alexis UX, the, what, the, the small hybrid in like kind of that mantis green color. I mean, yo, that's a baby Urus right there. That's gangsta. But, um, <clears throat> I think, uh, yeah, I think the speculation is kind of a, it's just kind of fun and it's, it goes beyond economic considerations. It's just more of a personal curiosity and uh, a joy and a thrill. Uh, something also that's interesting to me is uh, virtual reality. Not necessarily the outcome, but it's just like everything's, everything else is so boring, like Apple, boring. Uh, I mean, Tesla's still cool too, but then like, A, it's just too expensive. And B, I would actually prefer not to own a car. Like, it's interesting because... Uh, I, mean, I could afford to go out and buy like five plaids right now, but then it's like, oh, I got to get the insurance, got to go to the DMV. <laughs> like, because I, oh, I got to get the home charger, got to wait for the technician to come, got to schedule time. I'm just like, man, I can't, I can't, I can't be, uh, can't be bothered by that, right? Um, <clears throat> the ultimate lifestyle is to not own a car. Because if you own a car, your car owns you, bro. Um, and actually, I was thinking, I was like, if you really, really, really need a car for transit, the best thing is to just get like some sort of Subaru manual transmission car. Ironically enough, 
uh, probably not turbocharged because turbocharged uh, Subarus in the long run always have problems because the turbochargers break or require maintenance. So the fewer components, the better. So like, even one of the great cars I had was like, a, I only bought them for like 800 bucks. 2003 Subaru Outback Wagon, five speed. Yo, that was the one. Car's gangster. She get it, the EK Mobile, the, the lamb killer. Um, yeah, so then Oculus, you know, even the Oculus uh, Pro Quest or Meta Quest Pro, whatever you want to call it, yeah, it's it's pretty uh, interesting. I might I might just test one out. I'm just curious about the future of VR, because like cheaper to buy a fifteen hundred dollar headset than to buy a one point five million dollar house or a you know two hundred fifty thousand dollar Lambo or a hundred twenty thousand was it hundred thirty hundred forty thousand dollar Tesla Plaid. Um, so actually what's interesting with uh, money and money financial investments it's always like an anchoring thing it's so funny because like people are so reticent to spend money on like apps right like app store you know ipad apps iphone apps right but i'm like bro you're but then you just you just don't drop like a hundred twenty thousand dollars on a tesla you can't buy a twenty dollar app crazy right or just you know can't buy a Right, so I almost feel that um, this is my thought. One should be very, 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 very aware against really, really big expensive purchases. Making a lot of small, inexpensive purchases, I think it's fine. Even going out and eat, it's kind of a drop in the bucket. Um, so, so yeah, I think in life, go towards risk. So, um, you know. Even as a photographer, you, know, you want to start selling your services or doing things, right? Um, pro tips: always charge like charge forty to fifty percent more than you think you should charge as a good tip. And whenever it comes to pricing stuff, always charge more than you think you should because most people tend to be insecure and they don't risk enough. Um, also, when it comes to weightlifting, right? Kind of try to do or optimize some sort of weightlifting regimen or technique where you're not 100% sure what the outcome is going to be and not sure if you're going to succeed or not and that's what makes it interesting so even the bodybuilder oh god i gotta do my 10 reps of force i'm like that is not interesting because that's not really risky it's just like it's just it's toilsome and it requires much uh, fortitude but it's not risky also with a financial entrepreneurial even talking to people Talk to people in the more risky way rather than be like, hey, how are you doing? Ask them deeper philosophical questions like life dreams, life goals, stuff like that. So, Yo, that's deep, bro. I'm like, that is not deep. That is so superficial. So superficial. And so now even whenever I talk to people and then these, you know, all they do is, you know, they go to raise or they go to music festivals or they're playing places. I'm like, he's not the one. Whenever I meet or know that a full-grown man is still playing video, and I say full-grown man is like, Essentially, anyone who's over the age of, like, 22, 25, 26. Even after, like, I think video games are fine if you're poor and you have nothing better to do. But once you're in college and beyond college, like, I I quit video games cold turkey around my, like, freshman year because I was just too busy. Part-time job, whatever. Also, part-time jobs are good for for kids. I would uh, never just give Sen a full ride to to college. It's just, uh, you'll pay for it yourself, man. Um, So, I think... uh, Yeah, I, I don't think, guys, men, men should not be playing video games post 
college. Even in college, like, should guys be playing video games in college? No, I don't think so. But either play sports or get a job or uh, chase the pretty girls <laughs> uh, or get into weightlifting, get into hype lifting, right? Don't play video games, just get into hype lifting. EK hype lifting, just Google it, right? Or YouTube it. So, yeah, just, um, and also with jobs and stuff like that, don't take the boring, safe, be a pediatrician, be a dentist, take the risky option. That's where entrepreneurship, self-employment, and that's actually the interesting thing too, is even for myself, right, to do sociology and do this photography, street photography thing, it was a huge risk, but it was the best life decision for me.